Welcome to episode 197 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me losing followers for tweeting about Seattle sports and national politics on Twitter at SEATJK, which clearly means those followers didn't look at my profile before smashing the follow button. And with me tonight, as usual, is Chris. Where can we find you touting the latest Nicolas Cage project, Chris? You can find me at CD Villasenor, absolutely reveling in the latest Nick Cage project. Where Nick, Nick Cage, Cage is Nick Cage? Nick Cage plays Nick Cage in, in a movie about the time somebody actually paid him a million dollars to show up at their birthday party. Awesome. And, and hilarity ensues. I think it's genius, first of all. <laughs> And if you and if you and if you go to my feed, you'll see that I did post up the uh, the trailer for it. It looks amazing. I will definitely see that movie. <laughs> I'm not going to pay to see it. I mean, I'll I I will pay to see it on a Passively. platform that I'm already paying right. for. Right. But it looks awesome, and I'm definitely my first chance to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. I probably will too. All right. Well, as we promised at the close of the show, every week we've got some pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism coming your way. I am tongue-tied tonight. That's twice. Mm-hmm. Existentialism. It's not hard. <laughs> New York. Unique New York. New unique, unique New York. <laughs> we'll start with pop culture, and as many of us are going to have some long-awaited downtime at some point over the next few weeks, we'll do our best to identify some of the underrated or little-known options for you to sink your streaming teeth into. Next up is Life Strategies, where we uncover some surprise things to avoid when you're shopping in the middle aisles of the grocery store. And finally, for existentialism... We might just be living in the Matrix, and we'll discuss how. Beyond the buzzer, it's back to the stupidest things ever said, before we head to the OT for a quick chat about the fried chicken with the chemical in it that makes you crave it fortnightly. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod, or hit us up via email at, at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But before we get to that, have you ever had a person tell you that you're wrong about yourself, Chris? <laughs> Well, I married her almost 20 years ago, (laughs) so the answer is yes, I have. Well, as you know, I have had to replace my primary medical caregiver, Mm. and uh, I got to a point where I needed a refill on a prescription, so push came to shove, and I finally booked an appointment at a a nearby place. It seemed nice enough. I was able to get an appointment in short order, which is tough to do these days, so uh, that's a bonus, Um, and I got, got to meet the new doctor, and uh in going over my medical history, we're talking about, you know, it's, it's been a long time since I've had to do this with anybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going all the way back. And then I, I share, oh, oh, and, you know, I have this food allergy and here's sort of the side effects and blah, 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 and this and that. And then the doctor proceeds to tell me that I'm probably don't actually have an allergy, but everybody gets more sensitive to dairy products as we age. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I wasn't asking you. <laughs> like, I was, I, and now I'm sort of torn because... It's a nice office. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a nice enough man. Sure. He gave me what I needed for the day. Mm-hmm. But the very first thing he did was question a thing I told him about myself and my own health history. <laughs> and I got to say, that's a pretty big red flag. That That is. It's awfully presumptuous. I mean, yeah, the, the first time you meet him, like, that, yeah. I mean, that's just like, I mean, the... In my mind, if I was your physician, you just showed up and said, oh, that's, in, you know, that's interesting how long have you been struggling with it, right? I mean, this is, these are the kind of questions you ask. I gave him the family history, too. I'm like, look, my sister has, has an acute version of this. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I just let it go at the moment because I wasn't really prepared to deal with that. Right. You and in retrospect, expecting. I was you like, well. To, yeah, you didn't want to have to defend your, like, health history. Right. And in retrospect, I would have been like, well, why don't you, let's bring my nine-year-old daughter in here and you can tell her that, too. 
Because right. I'll tell you what, she suffers from it as well, and uh, it's not an age factor. Yes, I'm like, I kind of want to, part of me was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but like, it's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bit of a red flag from a doctor perspective. And you know how, you know, doctors, you can't tell, doc, you can't tell a lot of doctors something. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, and that's, that's my concern, right? Is that yeah. maybe this isn't a great fit. I, I might have to keep looking. And I, you know what? I got a little taste of what it must be like to get medical care as a woman. <laughs> I mean, from, for, especially from an, an old white man. Right. Oh, it's, you're fine. You're, you're fine. Okay. It's not that bad. I, right. I do definitely yeah. hear, I mean, there's, yeah, there is a lot of, a lot of published work about doctors not necessarily prescribing appropriate pain medication to certain types of people based on their own the doctor's own biases regarding uh, sure yeah i mean your doctor's going to have a bias and you have to understand your your any healthcare providers you have you have to understand their biases they yes. all have them and you just have to be able to work within those biases from anybody you get services from right especially your doctor and my doctor my doctor thankfully is just hands off enough but interested enough like he's interested enough to like go down any paths that I want to go down, but mm-hmm. he's not so interested in me that he's like trying to discover shit to do to me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, and so I, I like my <laughs> I like my current doctor. So hopefully your search your search seems like it's going to be continuing. I don't know. We'll see. I don't have. I mean, what a pain in the ass. It is. <laughs> it is. You like you just walk into the first place and like, but you don't. I mean, none of us walk into the first, rarely walk into the first place for anything, goods or services, and go, well, this is my place. Like, right, sometimes no. you got to shop a little bit. But shopping uh, for a doctor is particularly, like, painful. Well, I mean, I shopped in the way that you would shop for any sort of service, which I, I, I looked at for a highly rated doctor with mm-hmm. with uh, long-term loyalty patients. And he, he came up high in the search, and he's nearby. And like I said, the office was nice enough. And I, I for regular care, it'd probably be fine. Yeah, But it's just one of these things where... I actually have been fortunate enough, you know, in my over the course of my life to not really need to engage with the United States healthcare industry that often. Mm-hmm. And notice that I call it a healthcare industry because that's what it is, right? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's and, or, or some people say it's not healthcare. It's a, it's a sick care. There's no profits in healthy people. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I, and so the key is to find a doctor who, like you say, is not going to do a bunch of unnecessary stuff just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you, somebody who, like you say, is interested enough to try to help you work through something if you tell them you're struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just, and then I was exacerbated this whole experience following later this week where my older daughter got sent home for close contact with COVID. Mm. And they've, at least if you're vaccinated now, and well, not even just vaccinated, they've changed like sort of the quarantine rules a little more reasonable than it was the first time. Um, we still have to get a negative test though, yeah. which is not the easiest thing to do. Uh, to you know, in a, in a short period of time. Yeah. And to go, we go to this. There's an urgent care place that's doing it. That's not far away. Mm-hmm. But because the test is free, the office visit still costs money. What? And if you don't have insurance, you have to pay out of pocket. And I listen to these people in front of me basically say, "Well, we can't do it then. I can't the afford test the is office." Free. Right. Yeah, but the office visit is billed. Dude, and, just and just go to Bellevue College, man. That you can sit in your car, drive through the parking lot, and and you swab your nose and you put it your thing in the thing, and they get it. And twenty four hours later, you have a result. Doesn't sure. cost you a damn thing. I just, I, I was, we're never getting out of this. Is my point. Like, <laughs> we got to go there, and these people can't afford to pay seventy dollars, and they're just they're excluded from care. Well, they they need to go to the place that's free free. Well, I mean, 
I feel like it's that's harder to find out than you might think, right? Mm, like I don't know, maybe. I don't, anyway, I mean, they found that place. Well, it's a big. <laughs> there's a big sign. This is urgent right. care. There's a, there's a big <laughs> sign also. Anyway, I think but, if you want free free, it's not that difficult to find. There are. I don't. I, my opinion places. is that free free should just be free free. Like Listen, it's a, I'm not it's a COVID there. To, I'm test. not. I'm not there to tell these urgent care people how to run their business. But I just do know that I'm not going there. I absolutely am here to tell them how to run their business because, frankly, <laughs> if this was a functional country, a child that needed a negative COVID test uh, to return to school who, through no fault of her own or his, his or her own, sent home for close contact, the school would tell you, "Here's the place to go. This is where we're tied into." But of course, our government doesn't function efficiently. So you just, we cannot you just possibly find, have you these. find the free free place and you go and then you tell these urgent care people to fuck themselves and like and then never go back there ever again and never darken their doorstep ever again. The point is that people shouldn't have to seek out the kind of care that we require to help society get out of this goddamn pandemic. I don't know. This is the this is no, the you, that weird. Your healthcare industry apologism is is not welcome. I, I'm not apologizing <laughs> for them. I'm saying don't go there. Don't go there. Fine. But there's then lots of my, places. What, there's no other place for you to go? I didn't say there wasn't. But it's, my point is that, that if, if, the, if the government and the school are going to require these kinds of things to happen, well, then they should be also connected to the resources required to, uh, to allow you to get the services that you need. And, I mean, they did. They recommended that we go to this other place. But it's 20 minutes from here. And for a lot of people, that's not necessarily a realistic option. Anyway, I felt for this family who had a child that also needed a COVID test. No, clearly right. wasn't going to get it that day. Yeah, I feel for them too, but I mean, like I said, don't go there anymore. <laughs> I mean, well, anyway, why don't we talk about movies? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right, in segment one, um, I mean, things come and go like they never have before, right? And when you browse streaming services... Um, it reminds me of the days where you'd go into Blockbuster and all the popular movies were out. So you just mm. walk around and look at all these weird covers of movies you've never heard of. <laughs> right. But often with people that you had. And that's that's what I feel like now when I flip through the streaming services. It's like all these weird movies I've never heard of with all these people whose names I know. Right. Yes. But, I, yeah. Going back to the Blockbuster thing, it's, remember, it was like all the end caps were full and there was like five or six movies behind each box because those are the popular ones and then if you get into the center of the store there's like the one copy of oh yeah the one movie. <laughs> this, these, these are those absolutely right? do you find yourself watching any of these random movies? i guess how frequently you must watch some random movies that like that you've never heard of but you're just like all right i trust so and so we're gonna watch well, this i mean i did well i was watching i'm trying to find a movie with my wife last weekend and i did decide to watch the very depressing Sandy Bullock movie that's out on Netflix right oh, now. Oh, my wife watched that. I was like, it's is like, this another movie where a woman gets abused and goes through some trauma? <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. But set in Seattle. So mm. that was, uh, that was yes. Yeah, so I watched it. It was like, okay, it's Sandy Bullock. She's got a Netflix deal. I mean, I sat through Bird Box. So it's like, this couldn't be possibly any more like depressing or stressful or whatever and it was <laughs> it was like <laughs> sandy bullock's really like done a 180 on the whole america's sweetheart thing she's not interested at all and so she's just she's doing these but um i don't i don't i mean speaking of nick cage you ever see the one where nick cage is like this this uh big game hunter who's stuck on this boat with a like a a serial killer <laughs> no <laughs> 
<laughs> and Famke Johnson shows up, and like, I'm like, I sat through that movie, so it's terrible. I forget, I can't even remember the name of it. It's, it's one of those deals where you're like, whoa. I well, what I wanted to do here was to make, if we could, some recommendations for mm. things that we have seen of names of movies that you can remember, right? Um, that you think maybe people have missed. Mm-hmm. Whether they kind of came and were kind of discarded for being maybe not so great, um, or just simply, you know, buried in the middle middle shelves of the blockbuster. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And I the don't way... know. Did you? Did you? Did do you have something for the people? Uh huh. Well, I I was thinking more along the lines of very mainstream people. Okay. And trying to find something that was of quality that you may have not not seen. Okay. Or may have seen once and maybe deserves another look. I feel like I have a relatively mainstream list, but um, hope maybe you have something more. More on the I, mainstream tangent. is fine. I think there's a lot of things that came and went and, and just mm-hmm. disappeared. That's yeah. kind of what I want to get at. Like, I think a lot of these movies might be familiar in title to our audience, but maybe just it's not enough for you to watch it. Right. Right. So what do you what do you got? All right. So my first uh, my first. Um, selection here would have been the Carl Urban Dread movie. Okay. Which I don't think a lot of people saw, but it is fucking fantastic. Like, Lena, Lena Headey's in it. She's the bad guy. It's, um, if, you, if, you've, if you've watched something like The Raid or something like those kind of uh, Asian-style action movies, mm-hmm. um, it has that kind of, a, it has a bit of that feel to it. But Carl Urban is just awesome, and he's the and he's such a terrific Judge Dredd that um, that you know, you can just pretend that Sly Stallone doesn't exist. <laughs> you'll want to you'll want to you'll, you'll want to do that anyway. But uh, Dredd, Carl Urban. Okay, I think that I've put that on and either not been able to finish it, not because it was bad, but like got interrupted or whatever, and then like I've just never come back to it. Um, but I, I've wanted to watch it uh, for quite some time. Uh, it's certainly you no. Know, uh, Total Recall with Colin Farrell, which no one needs to watch. <laughs> no one should watch that. All right. Well, the first one that I brought is actually a little bit, I think, more off the beaten path. Um, it's called Prospect. And I feel like maybe I mentioned this on the show when I first watched it, but I wanted to bring it back up. It stars uh, Pedro Pascal and uh, a girl out whose name, or who, who I'm not familiar with, named Sophie Thatcher, and then um, the not Mark Duplass brother. <laughs> <laughs> so people might know Mark Duplass, but they definitely don't know Jay. Anyway, the, uh, this movie is, um, I'm trying to think of how to best to summarize it. Like, so a teenage girl and her father, they travel to a um, remote alien moon and they're like looking to mine a specific ore and like you had to get a permit and like all these other things. And there's like very hard to get these permits and so on. They've secured a contract to harvest um, a large deposit of this, this ore or, or gems or something. It doesn't really matter, like ultimately what it was they're digging for. Um, but the moon is like this to- in this toxic forest and they get there. And then of course there's basically essentially, uh, uh, uh pirates more or less, right. Okay. Profiteers, mm-hmm. the unpermitted people who are there also doing the digging. And it becomes very quickly a battle on this, fo- on this poison moon to survive. Like the, the, the actual mining goes, it's, it's a prospecting movie. Yeah. But it's, in yeah, space. yeah it's a Western. It's a Western, but exactly. it's set in space. And like, somebody's like, I'm, we bought, we saved all our lives to get this permit. And this is the only way we're going to like, yes. like this is the only way we can survive as a family. So we're going to stick it out here. And then the bad guys show up and yeah. yeah. And then coupled with the, of course, at the end, 
you know, the sh- uh, I, well, I shouldn't, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say that there's a, there's a couple of an aspect of getting off the planet becomes like part of the challenge, which mm. is kind of like almost the most stressful part because you start to think about, oh, what if I can't leave this toxic moon? Got it. And that's much worse it's called, than it's called prospect. Yes. Prospect. And I, I like it. It's riveting. Um, and it's like, I mean, it's a sci-fi movie, like you say, but it's a, it's a Western. Uh, and it's also, you know, I can relate to sort of the dystopian capitalism part of it. Like this is this week we're going to, you know, this is the only way we can survive. We've got to do anything we can to scratch out this living. Right. Oh, interesting. All right. I'll make a note of that one. You should check it out. All right. Um, my next one is, um, Peter Jackson movie. So before he before he was he was trying to figure out how to make Lord of the Rings. So he decided like to open up his own special effects house and try to figure out how he could make Lord of the Rings. But in doing so, in doing all this testing and trying to figure out how to do it, he made a movie called The Frighteners, starring Michael J. Fox. Yes. Which is if you haven't seen The Frighteners lately, I watched it probably sort of during the COVID time. Mm-hmm. And I ended up stumbling across it and watching it. It is a terrific movie. And I don't know if Michael J. Fox has ever been better in a movie. Like, maybe, you know, he's just, it's terrific. And if you've forgotten, the special effects are good. They still hold up. It's pretty scary still. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of tension in it. And I think it's probably worth another look if you're, if you're in for, if you're in for a, and I, it might even be, if you've got older kids, you, you could probably pull it off. It's not, it's not like super duper scary. I but do remember it being like surprisingly scary at the time, though. I was like, "Oh, it's Michael J. Fox in a ghost movie." Yeah, let's go watch it. What, what's happening? <laughs> right. I'm just, why am I stressed? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Frighteners. Uh, it worth maybe a worth maybe a walk back and uh, and check it out. I like it. My ne- so I didn't mean to do this, but apparently I'm a big fan of westerns and okay. also prospecting because my next movie is also a western about prospecting. <laughs> <laughs> It's called The Sisters Brothers. It came out in 2018. It stars um, John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix as uh, gunslinging, essentially guns for hire in the Old West, who get caught up in a prospecting adventure. So essentially, like they're like crypto bros. Like they <laughs> they get sucked into like the world of crypto and things go awry. And uh, it's it, I I can't remember enjoying a movie more in like the last five years. It's really stuck with me. Um, and it's one of these things where there's a book, it's an adaptation and uh-huh. I, I keep forgetting to read the book. And every time I'm reminded, I'm mad that I forgot to read the book. So uh-huh. I may start reading the book tonight after we get done with the show. But it's a traditional Western. Tradi- yes. It's not in space. <laughs> <laughs> Horses and cowboy hats and Correct. all that, all that yeah. kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Alcoholism. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Um, well, speaking of live, you know, speaking of, uh, well, our third, our third, uh, our third um, segment tonight, which we'll be talking about living in a simulation. I think you've already tipped our hand on that. And the Keanu and the Matrix and the Matrix res- resurrection coming out and all that kind of stuff. And great trailer. And I thought I was thinking about Keanu. I was like, what Keanu movie um, should you go back and watch? And you should go back and watch Constantine. Mm. Like. It's really good. And mm-hmm. I know Constantine is, I mean, is sort of, he is a DC superhero after all. <laughs> and although it's not played up like a DC superhero kind of movie, John, he's a great John Constantine. Yeah. He's just, uh, I mean, and Rachel Weiss is in it and it's got like demons and cigarette smoking and all the things you want in a, and in a sort of mystic detective movie involving. Wait demons and satan and stuff 
Keanu's out doing press for the Matrix movie right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A delight as always. Yes. Um, but, you know, becoming, I think it's, it, you know, he's, he's nearly 60 years old at this point, but uh, finally coming out of his shell, maybe a little bit, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially when it comes to being in these interviews. Mm-hmm. Did you see the thing where he said he's wanted to make a second Constantine movie for years and then no studio is interested? Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you seen John Wick? You don't want to make you don't want to make people come to the theater for this. We don't, even if it's bad, they'll come. The thing is, it's like you could make it. You could. Be, I like the guy that DC got to play Constantine on the TV shows. Have you, you ever like seen him? this guy? I, I had like a hard him. time with that show. No, I like I like him though. I like the actor. Okay, I mean, you know, say what you want about superhero television, it's hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that guy, I like that guy, and you know, they're making you know Black Adam is you know the the Dwayne Johnson movie mm-hmm. that's coming out the DC is the whole mystical half of the DC piece like Dr. Fate and all these other right. things. It's like we could get Constantine to join this whole party and it could be Keanu. Well, <laughs> I mean DC you, can't get their act together. We're of course ready. they can't, but goddamn, can you imagine? That'd be so awesome. Right. Like Keanu could definitely do it too. And he would and he would. Mm-hmm. That's the even that's the that's the more important part of superhero movies. Like there's a bunch of people who could do it, but who would do it? Mm-hmm. If Keanu would do a real DC like movie, I'd be like it'd be so kick ass. I'm sorry. Sometimes it seems almost impossible that he's somehow not in the MCU. In I don't know who he would be. I've never st- no. took a moment to figure it out, but Right. Silver Surfer? <laughs> Just voice the Silver Surfer. Just the Silver Surfer. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I I mean, he's it. got the he's got the surfer voice. All right, I have one more. It's called The Art of Self-Defense. And this is a movie um, where Jesse Eisenberg gets mugged and then starts taking karate. Okay. Uh, it's the stars. Um, so obviously Jesse Eisenberg and then uh, the, the, the the woman is is Imogen Poots. Oh. All-time Hollywood name. <laughs> yes. Um, she's like one of the hardcore students. And uh, and then the sensei is uh, your boy Alessandro Nivola. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Alessandro Nivola. So there's like these secret night classes and I won't give too much away, but suffice it to say, it's again, very entertaining. Like one of these movies I find like riveting, like just watch it alone at night. And it's, it's very, you can dive right into the world. It's very accessible. It seems very real. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, what would it be like if you went to a karate class and, and maybe there was also a fight club? Mm, I see. Mm -hmm. Is it better than never back down? Um, no, it's, that it's not. You just owned. No, I mean it's. <laughs> I don't like Never Back Down. <laughs> you don't? No. This should be on our list. Everybody should watch Never Back Down. It's awesome. I mean, Never Back Down is like an '80s action movie. Like that's yeah, the it's vibe. The Karate Kid. It's the Karate Kid. The Art of Self Defense is a a character study. Oh okay. Well. Yes. I mean, there's fighting. <laughs> so it's, it's somewhere between fighting. Never it's Back not, Down. But it's not Fight about Club. fighting. It's about yeah. It's about Jesse Eisenberg being a a pipsqueak and then like learning to fight and kill and then deciding whether he needs to fight and kill people. I don't even remember if he kills anybody, but yeah, there's I'm definitely sure some blood here and there. Yeah, I'm sure there is. And then the last thing I was going to mention is just because I found this in my search and I'm going to watch this. It's called overlord. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. This movie, this world war two, it seems like a world war two horror movie where the paratroopers land behind enemy lines and find like, like bio enhanced Zom- Nazi zombie, zombie? soldiers. Nice. Yeah. It's our D.B. Cooper movie. <laughs> it has um, uh, the guy that played the shitty uh, shitty Captain America, <laughs> the U.S. agent guy. <laughs> oh, uh, Kurt Russell's son. Yes, yes. Wyatt Russell. There we go. Wyatt Russell. Oh, and I'd then, watch that. Yeah, it's so our, I, I got to find it. 
It's our um, D.B. Cooper movie. Overlord. Overlord. Produced Overlord. by J.J. Abrams. Really? Yeah. Really? Interesting. All right. All right. I'm going to leave. Uh, let, me, let me throw one. I know we're over, right. but let me, let me throw it. The Tom, the Tom Cruise sci-fi double. First of all, I've watched both of these movies in the last two weeks. And okay. they're both terrific. Oblivion. I think that a lot of people overlooked Oblivion. No, it's the kind of movie where every time I run into it, I can't turn it off. And I'm like, I want to watch something else. And I'm like, you've seen no. this. Change the channel. No. And I can't do it. But it's so good. It's really it's, good. It's so good. And uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm, well, and again, you know I don't feel about Edge of Tomorrow. We all, I think we all know how you feel about it. But the truth of the matter is both of those movies... I think are slightly overlooked, and um, they're definitely worth uh, they're definitely worth flipping on and, and killing off a couple of hours for each. Those other. qualify as the rare rare cable movie where if I run into it, I, I probably will watch whatever the rest, however however much is left. No, Oblivion's terrific. I always watch it all the time. And I then was, you know, I, I always refer to the drones as Super Happy Fun Ball. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Don't taunt Super Happy Fun Ball. <laughs> All right, well, those are our semi-deep streaming recommendations for the holidays. If you have any of your own, by all means, share them with us and with the, the rest of our listeners and Twitter followers. And let's all help each other out because nobody likes scrolling through that GD list for 25 minutes going, I don't know, you pick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go to segment two. All right, in segment number two, uh, I've dug up a list of the unhealthiest items at the grocery store. And none of these, some of these are, are obvious, okay? Mm-hmm. Nutella, everyone knows Nutella is bad. If you don't no, know, Nutella is 58% sugar and 32% fat. Sure, it's spreadable chocolate. Yeah. I mean, but people are like, it's oh, it's like peanut butter. I'm like, no, no it's, it's no, not like peanut butter. It's not, it's not peanut butter. No, <laughs> it's not like peanut butter at all. It is spreadable chocolate and it is candy. And if you want to put it on your toast, it's fine. Just, you know, or on your pancakes. It's delicious. It's just terrible for you. So I'm, I want to rip through the obvious ones because it's kind of a long list, and I do want to right. set the stage a little bit. So uh, we've got, obviously, Nissen Cup of Noodles. All right, yeah, 1,160 milligrams of sodium, 11 grams of fat. All right? <laughs> it's, sometimes it's, you have no choice. We understand. That's why you buy Cup of Noodles, but it can't be part of your regular diet. We, I live in, like, $3.50 ramen house. Like the, the the ramen that gets bought bought for this house is all like yeah. super expensive. Oh oh oh, got it. I thought no, you meant like three fifty for the six pack. No, like oh. three fifty for a packet of ramen. That's offensive. It, it, telling me. What are you at the noodle like, house? What the David fuck? Chang, the Momofuku <laughs> noodle people are in my house these days, and it's like you it's know like what how, David Chang eats at his house? Marichan ramen. Right. Yeah. But he's you know what he sells three dollar and fifty cent a pack. Of course. Of of course. He's, it is delicious, but fuck that. Like, he's Gusto. You know? <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? Why are we eating this? Frozen meals. Uh, next cool whip. No, I'm, it's I'm awesome. Sure. <laughs> Longer shelf life. Um, main ingredient is hydrogenated vegetable oil and high fructose corn syrup. Uh, that's why it's awesome. It's basically chemistry to give you uh, blood sugar and inflammatory issues. Yes. I mean, it makes it, it makes it your, it, your body absorbs the sugar quicker. Yeah, and you get addicted to it. It's great. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. All right, next, margarine, which surprised me a little bit because um, it's made from vegetable oil, so it, like they've tricked me. Yeah. But I'm, apparently um, high in polyunsaturated fat, healthier okay. than saturated fat. But you need margarine in your life, right? Don't you have to use margarine to like cook stuff? I don't use like margarine margarine. Like I don't use parquet. We use like, the, the, the plant-based margarine. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next, we've got Wonder Bread. <laughs> Does anybody... Let's, let's be honest. When's the last time you ate Wonder Bread? I've been to people's houses where, where there's Wonder Bread present, and I'm like, what is happening? 
Why? Why would you buy Wonder Bread? Why would you, I, just I buy think just buy the store brand white bread? It's right. Yeah, it's, just buy some French bread, like some Seattle bakery company or whatever. I mean, I know that's here, the, but you can just buy the store brand. Yes. it's like a half the price, and it's better. It tastes or better. Don't just, buy Wonder Bread, people. No, it's bad. Five grams of sugar in every two slices. <laughs> <laughs> Little nutritional value with low amounts of fiber and protein. All right. Um, next, of course, Kraft Singles. That's not cheese. It's processed cheese food. Uh, whatever. So uh, you can you can suck it. I'm not giving away my Kraft Singles. Like if your cheeseburger doesn't have Kraft Singles on it, it's not as good. What? Oh, American no. cheese. Oh, the no. best. Sick. The best cheeseburger in America. No. As rated by more than one person, not by me, just personally, no. has Kraft American cheese on it. It is no. so fucking good. It's the best. You you can't take this. I don't I'm, care what. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in any cheese product that actually sticks to the back of the inside of my teeth. Mm, that's what makes it awesome. No, it's disgusting. 250 milligrams of sodium and 60 calories in a single slice. Yeah. This next rather drink also, a beer. You're, this, <laughs> this next item is also going to get huge pushback from me. This is where I thought we'd get into it. So spam. Spam is next. Spam is the like it's the it's the it's the national bird of Guam. You can't like you I mean it's the best thing that ever happened. Spam it's, is amazing. It's processed meat, you know what you're getting in for. Yeah. It was ground up in a machine. It's sausage. Yeah. Pork water, salt, potato starch, sugar, sodium nitrate. Listen, p- people who like go off on spam, the first thing I do ask them is like, do you eat sausage? Right. Well, yes, I love sausage. This is just, it's just sausage, it's, dude. It's not any worse for you than, than any other sausage. And it's nothing, nothing goes better with a hot steaming bowl of rice and some fried eggs than some spam. It's the best. Terrific. All right. Next, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Pop-Tarts are also awesome. <laughs> okay. I don't care if they're horrible for you. Uh, they're terrific. It's a lot of sugar, but it really only, it's less than 400 calories for the two pop tarts yeah, it's yeah. not that bad it's a, i mean it's no worse for you than like a big donut right it does have tert butyl hydroquinone whatever tbhq <laughs> tbhq used to keep foods fresh longer and associated with liver enlargement neurotoxic effects convulsions and paralysis whatever <laughs> that's where tom brady lives in the tbhq it's, indeed just hey everything in moderation right all right, next we have Kraft Mac and Cheese, or as our northern friends call it, Kraft Dinner. Uh, 700 milligrams of sodium, 11 grams of fat, yeah. 350 calories. Also Very delicious. little fiber and nutrients. We don't buy that around here. We buy that uh, the Annie's, the Annie's, mm-hmm. the Annie's stuff. We which, do both. But we, I don't think I've seen Kraft around here in a while. But I do. Uh, I do uh, this is not really kind of like type 2 diabetes type stuff that you want to like eat a bunch of Kraft Mac right. and Cheese. I thought we'd torture you by, you know, how you're thinking about giving up all this stuff. <laughs> but I do love it. <laughs> Next frozen pizza. I mean, what do you expect? It's pizza. My and son it's, loves and it's, my son Which loves kind? Him. He, we buy him, like, the, um, whatever the personal ones are. Like, sometimes, I think. Totinos? Like, uh, um, they're the small ones. He just likes to eat. Every now and again, when he, when we don't want to cook for him, like, just go get a little frozen, get a frozen pizza out of the freezer and he'll just eat it. But. I think maybe some Red Baron, maybe some, like, I think there's a smattering, like some store brand. I like the Totinos that are like maybe eight inches. Yeah. And it's it's not even pizza. It's like bread. Well, like no, bread. I mean, that's what I liked about it is like, it's actually not that much crust, mm. but it's not like, it doesn't cook in the way that you're used to. It's like the crust gets crispy 
mm-hmm. and all bubbly. And then the cheese and whatever is just right on it. And so it's like super thin and then the bottom will get crispy and then it's just air bubbles in between. Yeah. You make two of them and then you slap them together <laughs> and <laughs> eat it sandwich. like a sandwich. <laughs> oh my God. I was explaining... Uh, uh, pizza rolls to my son the other day. Mm, yeah, like what a magic, what a magical thing pizza rolls were. We ate them all the time. Like yeah, one hundred percent burn your mouth every time. You you always had that skin hanging from the top of your mouth after oh. half a dozen pizza rolls. I did that to myself. Not with pizza rolls, but I burned a layer of the roof of my mouth off, and the next day I was like, I wish this would just come off. This <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Oh, oh. mouth me sick just thinking about it. Oh. I, this is a, a sidebar. Never mind. I won't tell the story. We save it for the OT, if I remember. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, chicken nuggets, whatever. They're bad for you. Nobody's surprised. Pink sludge. Okay. Lunchables. Also not a surprise. Lunchables. Okay. It's like lunch. I don't know who Lunchables are for, first of all. It's like just, well, they throw, some Ritz, just throw, throw some Ritz crackers and some cheese in a, in a plastic bag, mom. I mean, it can't be that difficult. It doesn't. There's no segmented tray oh, God. in my home lunch. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Come on. I mean, okay, so I don't know if it made this list, but my my in in this sort of thing, it's like l- Uncrustables is like the mm-hmm. the golf the golf This snack is probably the choice. 15th time you brought up Uncrustables on this podcast. Cuz Uncrustables I'm, are the greatest thing. I know, I'm just if, I'm just <laughs> yeah, If you play golf, if you play golf or you, you take a couple of Uncrustables out of the freezer, throw them in your golf bag, you're square for the rest of the day. But Lunchables on the other hand are just an, an abomination. You could just throw some cheese and crackers into it. Yeah. I know I'm being hypocritical. I know I could throw some peanut butter jelly on some bread, but <laughs> you could. <laughs> but it's hard to, yeah, whatever. No, it's it's about the utility in your yes. in your specific scenario. Yes, right. Sugary cereals. Uh, there's nothing to be said about that. That's just sugar in a bowl. Again, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Hot dogs. Know. We know they take years off your life. I and I got no problem with hot dogs either. I love hot dogs. 360 milligrams of sodium, 12 grams of fat. Yeah, I don't care. All right, pretzels. Delicious. I was surprised to see pretzels on here. I don't like the I don't like the rolled gold type like bar pretzels. No, like give me like a give me like a hot like give me the the tavern hall like soft pretzel the big one. That's a whole other thing. thing. Yeah, I pretzels, just don't like rolled gold. Just chips. Right. I don't. I don't like those. I don't. I don't. They need to go those. with something. Yeah, I'm still not down with with that. Right. I'd rather I'd rather be killing myself with. With uh, potato chips than with uh, rolled gold pretzels. This one made me laugh because it's so specific. Smart food white cheddar popcorn. Not any white cheddar. That smart food because they're lying to you. <laughs> Gaslighting. Hey, hey, wait, aren't those is, aren't those just for women? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I know any men who eat smart food white cheddar popcorn. Well, they're lying. They're it's liars. Only for gr- it's only food. for girls. Okay. Mega stuff Oreos. The you regular Oreos? By this? Are the regular Oreos fine? You just can't get the <laughs> mega stuff ones. Regular Oreos have 160 calories, 7 grams of fat, and 14 grams of sugar for every three cookies. Okay. Mega stuff Oreos for have 180 calories, 9 grams of fat, and 17 grams of sugar in two cookies. Yeah, so those are the people who like to prioritize. You know, you, you remember the people who just would eat the sugar out of the Oreos yeah. and then just and the then lard. throw the cookie away? The sugared lard. <laughs> This is for those people. I just yeah. want more of that, more of that icing. Fruit roll-ups. Uh, those are terrible for you. Just plastic. Fruit-flavored plastic. Also, if you don't want to poop for the next two days, eat a bunch of fruit roll-ups. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final few. Cheetos, no surprise. Awesome. Uh, crunchy. Crunchy versus puffs. Crunchy. Store-bought salad dressing. 
They're not I talking about what. like balsamic. This is like, I, but I can't make my own like other dressing. I have to buy. It's it. bad for you. Yeah, whatever. Just put a little vinegar on there, man. A little bit of oil. Oh, That's all you need. I'm already you need living. I'm already. I'm already like living the worst life of person a fat person can live. So I don't know. A little, you know, a little store Caesars. Like, it's not worth nice. it. It is totally. I, I gotta have it. It's gross. Uh, gummy bears. 46 grams of sugar for every 100 grams of gummies. Also will stuff you up. <laughs> Veggie Do you have a problem are, with gelatin? No. But when you eat a bunch of it, like, yeah, you'll, you know. But my son eats a lot of gummies, and it's a problem. All right. We've got uh, veggie sticks masquerading those, as health the, food. Those are disgusting. They're not even they're not even fun to eat. No, they taste bad. They're it's and they're, they're worthless. They're, they're the worst. They are the Why, worst. Just kick yourself in the balls before eating. veggie. This sticks. is tortilla chips are healthier than veggie sticks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Granola and cereal bars took me years to wean my daughter off of uh, those Nutri-Grain bars. And that's why. Mm. And still, they're, she wants sugar bread at every meal. They're delicious. Store-bought smoothies, no doubt. Uh, oh, Terrible for you. Yeah, I look. I remember. I finally looked early in our our parenting career. I looked at the uh, ingredients to the gogurt, and I was like, "Oh, this is just sugar water. We're not buying this. <laughs> right. Disgusting." <laughs> uh, trail mix, Gatorade, agave nectar. Bummer. Um, Do you drink agave nectar? What is it? I yeah, I was using that instead of the, as, as a healthy sweetening alternative, but it's uh, fructose instead of glucose, so it's just it's all os. It's all to. It's all os. So it's all sugar. Yeah, up the list of cholesterol or ups cholesterol risk of fatty liver disease and belly fat accumulation apparently like i need that like i need more of that um like most things packaged fruit both whether it's dried or in the fruit cups diet soda and then here at number four meatless burgers meatless burgers one beyond meat burger patty is loaded with 260 calories 18 grams of fat five grams of saturated fat 350 milligrams of sodium compare that to a lean ground beef patty 93 percent lean ground beef patty 160 calories, 8 grams of fat, 3 grams of saturated fat, 85 milligrams of sodium. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't even have that much sodium in it, like, if you don't put the salt in it. Yeah. Like, if you salt it lightly. Yeah, I was looking at an emissions chart for the meat industry, and it's basically, if we just stopped eating beef. Like, if you just ate pork and chicken... It made a huge. It would make a huge environmental difference. If I don't just stop eating beef. I don't care. I'm not eating. I'm eating beef. I'm sorry. Oh, you're, the, you're the you're the guy on Twitter that says I hear these kids talking about when I grow up. You're like, bitch, it's seventy degrees in December. You ain't growing up. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say is, have I said this before on this? I, I say this I a lot know. lately, but know. it's scientists have been working in a lab to try to turn plants into meat. But yes. cows have been doing this since forever. You have definitely said this. Yes. <laughs> This is true. It's still true. Just let the cows make the meat for you and eat the cows. It's fine. It's fine. It's obviously not fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Ask the people in Nebraska tonight how they're feeling about whether or not it's fine. I don't know. Don't. I'm not. I mean, listen. If you're if you're talking about carbon, like in cow farts, it's like whatever. Stop flying your private jet, every rich person, and we'll just be done with it. And I'll and, we'll, and I'll eat my burger. And it's not either or. It's not either or. All right, we got to go to segment three. All right, in segment three, we've got a new Matrix movie gracing our home theaters and actual theaters. If you're into that, in about a week, <laughs> if you're one of those people, <laughs> hey, you know what? Knock yourself out. Shit ain't for me. <laughs> I got three pokes, man. I'm going to the theater. Mm-mm. Not Fuck now. It. Fuck it. All right. Well, I mean, I guess you're in a hurry to get one of these legs chopped off anyway, huh? Uh, right. 
right. Well, anyway, it requires that we revisit this idea that this life, the supposed flesh and blood reality that you and I and everyone listening to this inhabits, is actually a complex computer simulation. Now, I have said multiple times on this program that aliens exist through sheer mathematical likelihood. But we've never really dove into the details of like the idea that those aliens don't necessarily exist right now. That we know that if they, if they were to make remote contact, it's actually very likely that that civilization has already ceased to exist by the time we hear from them. Space is a really big place. It really is. It's fake, but it is big. <laughs> space is fake. The, the creators, the machine has made space really far apart. Just so we don't have to worry about things like this. So in an influential paper nearly 20 years ago, an Oxford philosopher by the name of Nick Bostrom showed uh, that at least three, one of three possibilities is true. That one, all human-like civilizations in the universe go extinct before they develop the technology capacity to create simulated realities. Two, if any civilizations do reach this phase of technological maturity, none of them will bother to run simulations. Or... Three, advanced civilizations would have the ability to create many, many simulations, and that means there are far more simulated worlds than non-simulated ones. Point being, mathematically, you might make an argument that if endless possibilities are the reality, that at some point, the simulation has, has begun. Sure. And you cannot know whether or not this is the simulation. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the, I mean, this is one of those arguments. This is like, this is the arguments college people have when they smoke too much dope. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, to be honest with you, man, yeah, what sure. if we were living in a thing where the thing happens? Well, I mean. You've just described quantum physics. Right. Right. And that's the, I'm, I'm a sort of a believer in that, you know, we live in an infinite universe that has, you know, we're just basically an energy pattern and any energy pattern um, in an infinite universe, any pattern that is possible will occur an infinite number of times. Mm-hmm. So we've been here before. Most we've done likely. this before. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know how many times on the infinite timeline we've done this. So in that way, it's kind of an interesting, it's an, it's, it's an interesting thought to me that, like, the world plays out in different ways when you zig, when you should zag, and all those kind of things. Like, the fact that you're here is essentially a miracle. It's basically just this one infinitesimal chance in an infinite universe that you're, that we're here at all. Right. And I like, and I like that thought. It, and I don't, I don't really feel like it needs to be within the confines of another civilization's computer. But if that, but if it is, it doesn't change anything for me. No, because you still, I mean, you still have to be the protagonist of your, of your MMORPG adventure. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, you run into people who come in and out of your life like the NP like the like the NPGs, but everybody's but nobody's an NPG, right? Like we're all NPGs to somebody oh, else. MP- uh, sorry, what does the G stand for in this acronym that you're using? Oh God. You mean NPC. NPC. Right? Yeah. I okay. meant NPC. I thought maybe you just had something new and fancy that I wasn't. No, 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 no. With. I I meant to say C. But okay. the uh we're all just the NPCs in everybody else's game and of course. you know what I mean. I well, had that's... this conversation with my nine-year-old dinner table. I was like, <laughs> yeah. so when I have asked you to do this and that and this, it's like, I need you to understand that life's not a show. Although I know it feels like it to you. <laughs> we all live in this house too, and we're experiencing our lives. You're just a character in that. So stop making yourself the main character because it's annoying. 
yeah, go off screen and do what you're supposed to do, and then you can come back into the scene a little bit later after you've accomplished whatever you need to accomplish. She just, I think, likes to. She gets excited playing when she's playing games, and um, I think at least fifty percent of the reaction is genuine, but then fifty percent of it is a is a performance. Yeah, sure. Because like, I will walk into the room where she's been quiet for a while, and then she'll mm-hmm. start making noise while she and if she's playing a game. And I'm like, hey, hey, I don't need a, I don't need to be part of whatever you're doing over there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I've got my own stuff a, going on. That's called just being a kid. No, but, I, yes, of course. But it's but it's funny because all kids do it. And of course, you, well, all you people probably, do it. Some people yeah. never grow out of it. <laughs> being the main character of the world. <laughs> that's that's a true story. That's a true story. Um, this is a, you know, I don't know. This is. I think the world is far too complex, and and science is such that it is the way it is. Like, like if we were a simulation, it would be simulated. It would be a simulation based on something, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I would I, I imagine the simulators as us being the simulate simulates. What would we be? Just the Sims. I think you can the use Sims. the Sims. The Sims. If we're the Sims, the people who are running the simulation must have a reality of their own, right? That has gravity. That has that has nutritional needs. That has you know all. The, I mean, we couldn't be far. We couldn't be far away from the image of our creators, right? I mean, we'd have to be. They'd have to base it on something. Sure. I, I mean, so, definitely so that, that's we're a comforting not, if thought. We're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're a sub-reality, there must be a, a, a top-line reality, right? I mean, that's... And and it doesn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. that, I mean, but it's an interesting thought. I mean, you know, this is the whole, you know, if, if God is really just the computer that runs our simulation, well, then that would make sense in a way, in a weird way. You know, I mean... Sure, I mean, we might be... I mean, now you can play a video game where there's video games in the video game, right? Like, the, mm. you can go to a con. Like, if you see a standing video game in a, in a a virtual world, you can walk up to it and likely play it. Yeah. Right, and it'll be like Pac-Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. We could be just the Pac-Man in the other video game, could and be. those people might be in a simulation, and they don't even know they're in a simulation. Sure. Like, I always think about that when I'm playing SimCity. It's like these people's lives, like, like count on the fact that i'm good at this game (laughs) (laughs) right if i'm shit at this game these people are gonna live very terrible lives and they're and they're in fact their society is gonna fail and they're gonna get deleted so i feel a a bit of a sense of you know you know i feel a sense of duty to like make sure that these people live the best lives that they possibly can in this article this mathematician goes on to talk about the fact that um sorry i see a mathematician doesn't matter but essentially that the discovery of quantum physics, right? So we know the Newtonian model where everything's particles, but then when Einstein comes along and they discover quantum physics, it's really that yes, particles exist, but they're made up of like not physical objects, but rather like, like the, the cathode ray stuff. And, and, um, and I don't have the, I should have done the, the pre-read for the, the show, but um, I, I'm somewhat familiar with the fact that, you know, they basically discover that you can, how radiation is, it's not particles exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so that creates this reality where, everything is essentially based on like a series of probabilities and that anything can be affected by another piece of, like you say, energy pattern at any other time. Yeah. Which that's gives, gives rise to this whole theory that everything is actually information, right? Like that the series of events is what actually matters and what defines reality, not the physical particles. The, yes, I, I, I understand what you're saying. The, right. um, 
Yes, that and that and that and that syncs up to this whole pa- the idea of you know us just being energy patterns. Like at the mm-hmm. very at the very at the very basic structure, it's just a wiggle, right? It's just an it's just an it's just a piece of energy that wiggles in a certain way. And those that collection of wiggles is just you know it comes in and out of sync, right? Just like any any wiggles. And in this moment, they just happen to be synced up in this way throughout the entire universe. <laughs> and that pattern will only happen at this very moment. But as the wiggles sort of go about their dissonance, they will sync up again and they will come back together again in this exact same way at some point in time. In Which gives credence to the idea that you could be Neo if you could get your brain attuned to the right understanding of the world around you. Right. If you could, if you could sense the wiggles in a way that that that, um, but they're so small and they're so fast that our human brain couldn't possibly couldn't possibly figure it out. But it's an interesting thought. You know, we you know the fact you know existence in you know when when thought of in this way um, is it makes it a little more. I don't know. I feel I feel a little more at peace about it. In that, you know, you'll get chances again. You'll you'll make a different you'll you'll make a different choice in a different pattern. It reminds me of something that um, I think we both follow him. Uh, Visa Virakami uh-huh. uh, posts like I don't know at least once a week. Uh, <laughs> once that, a week? Uh, no, 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 no. This oh. he posts this meme at least once. Oh, a week. Oh, I was gonna say he posts like five hundred posts a day. Oh yes, he writes a thousand threads. But yes. Um. He posts that that painting of of uh, from the Odyssey of, of Scylla and Charybdis, right? Uh-huh. Where they're trying to navigate through that that channel, and <laughs> yeah. one of it says like, "Nothing matters. Everything is meaning. Life is meaningless." Uh-huh. And the other side is, "Everything matters too much, and it's crushing." <laughs> right. And then the guy in the boat's like, "Hey, El, El Mal," <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right. Like, just trying to make it through. Yeah. And I thought that a lot about that. That you know. The Matrix is a fun idea because, you know, you want to, I think the idea of being able to manipulate your universe in a way that, because, because you had greater understanding is the kind of thing that is an idea that I'm extremely drawn to, right? Like Mm -hmm. if I could somehow achieve a higher plane of of understanding that I could manipulate the quote unquote physical world. Yeah. But the reality is that I'm living a life where I'm just like, yeah, the blue pill is good. I like steak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is the other (laughs) thing. The other thing is, like, if you if you if you buy into the into the idea of free will that that you as an individual have free will, that's a that's sort of a powerful thought and uh, something that you know you can either believe in or not. I mean, this is the you know if we, if you're in the pattern, this pattern will shake out the way it, it's supposed to. But do you have act? Do you actually have free will? These are these are things that a young me posed to a my parish priest when i was a kid <laughs> you know it's like does god send you to hell because if he created you and you murdered somebody and he knew you'd murder somebody does he send you to hell right like did he know did he know that i was going to be evil and is he going to punish me for it because he knew because <laughs> <Right. laughs> that seems unfair yeah like he sent me here to play a role and be a bad person or do i have free will and it was an interesting he answered and you know you know, I'm team series of random events, right? I mean, this is the thing, right? You, you yeah. could be part of this whole deist thing where it's like God winds up the clock and makes it run and it, 
and it does its, it does what it does and you do what you do inside it and out after that it's all done or you know are you on a path i mean are you on a script it's a it's a, you know people if have been thinking about this since time immemorial right if there is a creator he doesn't give a shit about us he or she doesn't give a or or whatever it or the whatever being, it is this whatever flying spaghetti monster <laughs> right um and, and i'll close with this final thought which uh it's going back to the matrix I, I i came across the other day and and to sum it up it was like the the idea or the thing that's aged absolutely the best about the original matrix movie is agent smith's absolute seething rage at having to be online 24 <laughs> 7 <laughs> the internet has literally made him crazy yes yeah yeah. Which is hilarious to think about because we weren't online as much with that first, uh, no, at, or at all. But the, um, but that's really funny. Yeah, he did. The the internet will make us all crazy before this is all. Oh yeah, well, did you ever see that Bowie interview from the '90s where he basically talks about how like, he's like, oh, I think we're we're fucked. It's like <laughs> this was not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to know what everyone is thinking all the time. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for our regular segments. I hope you enjoyed that really deep. We haven't done the deep dive in existentialism in a while, and that was fun. Uh, But you know what part of the show this is. Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is or stupid does, sir. It's the stupidest things ever said. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Here's some courtroom testimony from Texas. A judge. Have you got a lawyer? Defendant. No, sir. Do you want a lawyer to defend you? Not really, sir. Well, what do you propose to do about the criminal case against you? Well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm willing to drop the case entirely. (laughs) That's a fantastic defense. I file for for dismissal. (laughs) Denied. I don't really want to be here. Let's just wrap this up. Uh, on actual resumes, hmm. marital status. I'm currently single, but there's something going on recently between my ex-wife and me, and hopefully we'll be back together. Our kids are hoping for that too. <laughs> Jesus. That, that, that resume goes in the out file. Man, can you, not everyone <laughs> should have kids. <laughs> Interests. Bill Belichick enthusiast. Hey, all right. I mean, I can, I can get down with that. He's successful. <laughs> You might be successful if you study his habits. Here are menu items from Ukraine. And I tried to look these up. You know, I tried to figure out like why they appear and I couldn't find the, the words were too common. And there are too many internet articles about constipation Ukraine. with yellow cheese. <laughs> constipation with ham. Mm-hmm. Language in butter. Mm. I think it's sounds better delicious. when we can figure so, out what the... Uh, sounds delicious. Constipation with yellow cheese. Well, yeah. Yellow cheese might do that to you. Phil Sims, sports fa- sports broadcaster Phil Sims, he's talking to himself. I love it because you know he's going to listen to himself. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What do you say, Phil? All right, here's Chef Jamie Oliver. This one cracks me up. That's up there in sort of the top 90% of flavors in my life. <laughs> the top 90%. <laughs> Maybe he's talking about the bell curve and, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to help him out here, but I can't figure it out. Can you imagine if you, that's somebody, a compliment you gave to somebody? Yeah. You're I'm like, like the top 90% of coworkers <laughs> I've ever, I've ever worked with. <laughs> it sounds great. 
As long as they're not too smart. Yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. Better than the bottom 10. Yeah. Here's a police blotter item in a Texas newspaper. A caller on farm to Market Road called dispatch to report being attacked by squirrels. The squirrels allegedly pulled his hair and threatened that other squirrels would be coming to his house. (laughs) (laughs) This one fucking squirrel, like ate through my golf bag at the at the oh. golf course. Wow. Like so I had I don't know. It wasn't I I had maybe an, an open like granola bar or mm-hmm. a cliff bar like in my bag and it had just fallen in there and I'd forgotten about it. So I'm putting just on the practice putting green. I turn around to like go put my putter away and this squirrel is I all I see is the back half of the squirrel sticking out of my bag. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey and I clap at it, clap at it. It, it it, it jumps out and runs away and it had eaten a hole in my bag like and he was in there having at having at that bar i was like that fucking those golf course animals don't mess around man no he was not he was he's not there to screw around but anyway crows tore, aren't afraid of people he tore it ate a tore and ate a big like four or five inch rip in my bag that sucks <laughs> She yell, this is bad. Cost a hundred dollars. <laughs> cost more than that. I know. Anyway, it's fine. Hundreds of dollars. Whatever. They last for a long time. I killed that. I took a whack at that. I shouldn't have. I should have just walked over there with my putter, just cracked it, cranked it. <laughs> that would have been. Punisher. That would have been uncru- That would have been a little too cruel for me. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> when, when the push comes to shove, it's hard to to kill something alive. Yeah. It's just even he. Just a squirrel. Yeah, well, don't leave the food in your bag, right? It's your fault. Exactly. Exactly. I took I took the blame for it. It's fine. All right. Finally, headline in AP newspaper story: Julia Roberts finds life and her holes grow better with age. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> D- doubt it. I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> I don't know what you meant, but I'm saying false. It was a typo. It's supposed to be rolls. Mm-hmm. That also false. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also false. Also false. Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right. In the overtime, I just had a fun fact for you mm. uh, that I discovered today. And uh, I, for some reason, got pointed to the KFC Twitter account. Okay. <laughs> and I happened to notice that the KFC Twitter account follows 11 people. Would you yes. like to know who those 11 people are? Yes, please. Are you already aware of this? I am aware of this. Okay. So, KFC follows 11 people. Ginger Spice. Sporty Spice. Baby Spice. Scary Spice. Posh Spice. And then, Herb Scribner. Herb J. Weston Jr. <laughs> Herb Waters. Herb Dean. Herb Sendek. And Herb Alpert. 11. <laughs> Say it for me. Herbs and spices. Thank you. <laughs> that is, I mean, the the day I found that out, I thought, oh my god, that is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. When I when I'd heard that, that is, it's brilliant, and and I think actually some of the best, especially around Super Bowl time, for some odd reason, the food, the food twitters are just all on fire. I mean, they're all just cranking on each other, looking for reasons to smart-ass each other. It's great. And I love when those bubble up. Like, the, the fast food, the fast food chain, like Wendy's especially, mm-hmm. is, like, hilarious. Like, whoever was running that account maybe a year, year and a half ago was just wildly hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. Like, 
and but eleven herbs and herbs and spices is is brilliant beyond the shadow of a doubt. Right, like when Steakums join the resistance. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's just because there's no stakes. Right. There's right. no stakes to a fast food Twitter account. Mm. No. I mean, just whatever, whatever, whatever attention you can get is good attention if you're like the Burger King account. Well, yeah, I mean, like, don't tweet the N-word or, you know. No. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, don't lose your mind. Don't be a federal judge in Louisiana. Right. Like, for a while there, the the city of Kent, the person who was running the city of Kent Twitter account was on fire. Hilarious. On the regular. I think, I, I don't know if that person's running the account anymore because I don't, I don't get, I don't see it very often. So, oh. but thank God, like, some people are having fun with Twitter because, I mean, Let's be honest, it's a, like an awful hell site where people just bitch and moan about everything and it's terrible and it's a giant pit of misery and doesn't really serve to improve anyone's life. <laughs> <laughs> and yet. And yet, and yet, I, I, you know, I like to splash around in there. So, yeah. you know, I mean. I like it when you make an obvious joke and someone replies to you as if what you're saying was literal and in earnest. Mm-hmm. And it's... I feel like a, a real champion every time I go to type up something and then delete that shit. <laughs> I'm like, good for me. <laughs> I did a great job not replying to this. Right. Yeah. Just I just mute I generally just mute those people off and just be like, all right, you're you're you obviously have no I'm obviously not gonna miss any content from you from no, here no, on no. out. No. <laughs> it's you're good. You've, Everyone you've, else here seems to get the joke. You right. <laughs> not the other <laughs> go right i don't i mean there are there are millions upon millions of users on this on this platform so you know muting a few hundred is you know is fine statistically um insignificant those are the npcs <laughs> for sure 100 percent. no i didn't push x i don't want to listen to this again <laughs> you're trying to run around pick something up and it keeps making you talk to somebody yeah all right. Well, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod where we endlessly pursue life's ideal recipe. Subscribe, review, tell your friends and your enemies and meet us here next week for more pop culture, life strategies and existentialism. But until then, peace. Peace.